passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. That's right. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Door. Bumper. I'm TJ Majors, and this is Door Bumper Clear, presented by OfferPad. The greatest day in racing is in the books, and we have so much to cover. We'll talk the wild end of the world, 600, Chris Busher flipping, the Indy 500, some F1, Noah Gregson, and Jeb Burton, plus more. Let's get it started. The best on the stand and the best in the booth. Stumbling the Monday to tell you the truth. Giving the opinions and breaking the rules. Get called to the holler to bring it to you. Casey, you pretty. Freddie, you fat. TJ, you suck. Brighton's so bad. Jason is pacing, kind of fighting this race. And if someone don't crash it, he's gonna go mad. Looking for Freddie, he's killing the bottle. Casey is making messes like a toddler. Tweet something stupid, then don't even bother. Brett's gonna block you like TJ is a spotter. See them online, throw FF in the chat. Tell Rick where to stay off the track. All of the podcasts are living in fear. This isn't the download, it's Thor Bumper clear now nah, don't get it twisted baby this isn't the download nah this is door bumper clear. Clear, 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 clear there you go i like it hey everybody i'm tj majors it's part of the six cup car the one truck and the 68 xfinity this weekend also had an arca car that caught on fire Hey, on fire's I'm good. I'm pretty sure every Arca that? car caught on fire this week. <laughs> I think Arca's on fire, actually. Jeez. Brett Griffin, spotter for College Racing, fresh <laughs> off of a 900-plus mile weekend for me. I'm exhausted. <clears throat> me and Freddie can't say the same about the mileage here. I wish I could. Uh, what's up, Freddie Craft, spotter for Bubba Wallace. Derek Krause, Landon Castle this week. Uh, fresh off a game seven win in Raleigh, North Carolina last night. Is that little, why your voice sounds I'm like that? I'm a little that? hoarse this morning. Uh, your eyes are a little bit more closed than yeah. usual. But uh, yeah, I was, we went up there last night, had a hell of a time. What's up, Casey? Hello, everyone. Casey Boat here. And physically, he's here. Um, everything else, I'm not really sure. He might still be at the track in Indy. Yeah, Jason Schultz, director of content, Dirty Mo Media here. Um, so, Jason, how was Indy? Indy was great. We went to St. Elmo's to start off the weekend. That may have been the best meal of my life. It was very Hold good. on a second, by the way. No. Did you say the cocktail sauce was not hot? It was like, hot. Did you get the wrong one? It was hot, but it wasn't as hot as Dillner like, brought it up. It was like, it's going to be the hottest thing you well, ever tasted. Well, Dillner also can like, Dillner's keep an idiot. talking. Let's yeah. just be yeah, so, And so like, we ate it at first. Like You felt it. You're like, almost oh, crying. Your and then just, it goes yeah. away really soon. Yeah. Like, what right, you, right. did you get for food? Uh, we got a filet mignon. Is how you pronounce it? Filet mignon. Filet mignon. Filet mignon. Yeah. Oh my god. I had a glass of wine and that was great. Uh, oh. I've never had glass? wine. You've never had, had moscato. I think it was called. That, was that is not even wine. You know what? That's that's two guys that I've seen drink glasses of wine. Last last uh, Monday night, I went to a charity event. Uh, with it was Ryan Blaney's charity event. And we had a, a Top Golf. 
and everyone's everyone's having a beer and uh one of our friends comes walking by holding a glass of uh, wine um i don't want to say any names but like jake backer um <laughs> oh jake yes <laughs> so distinguished he is yes uh, yeah. did he have his pinky up uh, he would set the glass down because I kept trying to take a picture of him so he wouldn't carry it around. I was very concerned about Schultz yesterday because we were trying to figure out if we can record the show and he would not answer us. I was like, did he get trampled in the snake well, pit? Well, you also sent it on Sunday morning when you he already posted that he had chugged a beer at like six in the morning. Yeah. So. Started off the Indy 500 by chugging beer and then... Uh, Where was that content? I wanted yeah, to see that on that, social media. So that was, yeah, was, was 6.30 yeah. in the morning. Brett wasn't up yet. He probably had just gone to bed. Jason cracked open this beer. He stuck a straw in it and said, Guys, yeah. I'm drinking at six thirty. Exactly. <laughs> well, we also have we were in the media center. We had to be kind of professional at certain points. Nah, like just kind of. But I think if I would go to Indy next year again, we're just gonna go full out. We went to turn three where the snake pit is, a bunch of college tailgates. There's no race going on over there. It's just party, party, yeah. party. Yeah, that, that sounds that, awesome. I think that we should do a BC39 version. I, I, I think, think that Jason at a midget race could do really well because you don't have to be classy there. No, I think I'm going with you to Indy next year. That's yeah. why I was texting you last night. Like, so I, I think you I'm foreshadowing. In. I'm gonna do the double. <laughs> Are you foreshadowing? <laughs> I, I think I'm going to the Indy 500. Oh man! Because Justin Haley's gonna race in the Indy 500. That would be awesome if so Justin wants to race in the Indy media center. Jason, were they like, "Are you Jason Schultz, director of content?" No, that was not it. Do there people was, recognize you? Uh, there actually, we went one fan from Australia who was in town for the race. He's actually coming to Charlotte to visit for a little bit now. Very but cool. He was very cool and. Uh, it was very fun to be around. Uh, Marty Smith was there. A lot of the NASCAR people there. It's funny how many NASCAR reporters are at the Indy 500 these days. Oh, yeah. Coke 600. Speaking of NASCAR was Gl- reporters. I think Luck was there. Yeah, he was there. We had a great conversation with him. Did you guys fun. see see Bob get dunked in a dunk tank? Yes. Did you see the videos of it? It was yes. pretty. Did he, nobody dunk you? Well, no. so Bob came up to me and said, I don't understand how TJ doesn't get dunked. He's like, no dunking, no opinions. I see. Somehow Brad got hit in the head with a ball. Like, how did that happen? Like, did you see that? No, but that, the, the, that that's somebody amazing. Hit Brad with the ball. <laughs> that's <laughs> like that's no wonder that. we wrecked. <laughs> Jeez. Um, no, uh, <laughs> I was the first one in the dunk tank. Uh, very didn't want to do it, and the the water ridiculously cold, like filled up with the garden hose. And I'm sitting there, and I there is about 15 people, uh, that or 15 balls thrown, and every time they would wind up and throw, I close my eyes thinking that was going to be it. Every single one of them missed. <laughs> so our, uh, <clears throat> our team director, uh, competition director, Jeremy Thompson's in there after me. And I went inside total tool bag move on my part, but it's all for charity. So I donated $20 to charity and I went out and handed 20 tickets out to people. And he must've got dunked like 10 times. <laughs> so <laughs> I felt really bad. And then I had to leave for the racetrack, but apparently Bob got dunked and, um, many times. That's good. So, yeah. Well, um, now that we've covered Jason's big weekend, how about y'all's big weekend? We started the Indy the 500, then y'all did the sweet experience at Charlotte. Sweet experience was awesome, man. Great yeah. group of people, you know, 60 plus folks that were there to have a dang good time. And man, did they get their money's worth a six hour race more than yeah. That, I mean, it was like every hundred miles equated to an hour. They got their money's worth before the race even started. I know. Let's be honest. Because yeah. because Mike Davis came in there and hugged them all. Is that Mike why? Davis made me tell the damn Columbia story in there. What? Oh yeah, he, yeah, he told did. the Columbia story. He did tell the oh, Columbia story. I had to leave 
no. So, no word to the wise. If you ever want to hear the Columbia story, just buy a ticket please, to the Dirty Mo experience. If somebody was in the suite at this time, please. No, it is let a pay per view story. It's a pay per view story. It is a pay per view story. And, and it's you worth have the money. to be there to That's hear it. That's not fair. TJ, was it worth the money? It's worth the money every time. The visuals, <laughs> the visuals you get of Freddie going through this, and not only just Freddie, but loved ones in Freddie's life <laughs> struggling. <laughs> the struggle was real. The struggle, <laughs> Mike. Uh, the struggle was real. Uh, there was, I mean, it's highs, lows. It's kind of like, um, it's a long story. Yeah, it, but there's like, like, oh, ooh, like, oh, is it good? Oh. I was gonna be. I was literally there. It must have been what five minutes after I left. That's just rude. Wow. I don't well, you shouldn't have left. It was like five o'clock. It was like right before we went out. All right, whatever. Why'd you leave? I mean, uh, well, I had a job to do, so I've never I seen so much work. bush light get drank in one place. That was I mean, a, my goodness, that was a bush light kind of crowd. <laughs> so before I left, I was like, Shana, they need more beer and we need more ice, and we need both of those like yesterday. <laughs> well, then we had she was so ready for me well, to what go. What about the roof? Uh, old man fireball there? That, <laughs> oh, yeah, he's like, I yeah. already took a so shot. Everybody of that comes to the sweet experience gets a fireball shot, right? It's I just don't part of part of tradition. So. I'm like, hey, has anybody took the shot yet? And these these this awesome couple was like, yeah, we took ours. I'm like, way to go, way to rally. Yeah. We're uh, we're still waiting to hear if he saw the whole race. Um, oh, he made it. I went back in there after I finally blew up, and uh, yeah, they were still there. They were still pounding bush lights. Did none of us finish the 600? None of us finished the 600. <clears throat> I should. Yeah, we were. Uh, I, I, I should have. If your damn front bumper wasn't shoved me into that 12's door, I probably would have finished. I was getting help from behind. <laughs> Well, wow. it was so cool meeting everybody there. What a great group of people. And I hear we might have an, another Bristol's one coming next. up. Yeah. Bristol. Tickets are going on sale very soon. I have a funny so and it's not a dirt race. <clears throat> there's uh one of the one of the couples that was in there, they looked at Mike and they're like, You got the guy says, You should do Bristol and Mike's like, We <laughs> we are doing Bristol and he's like, All right, yes and his wife just looks at him, she's like, Are you me <laughs> yeah we're doing this again <laughs> there was uh there was another couple that the guy was like i brought it up you know uh they, they had some special occasions like what do you think about doing this and she was like oh okay and she's all about it so bristol's the bomb yeah they're in a better place the night, the night we, race at bristol if you said pick one racetrack that you got to race out every week the rest of your career you got to race every week I'd say Bristol. It's awesome. I love that place. And you know what? They got a uh, they got a shop tour as part of the deal in Charlotte. Mike Davis showed them around Junior Motorsports. I think for uh, Bristol, Steven they Stephen. should do a yeah. tour around Michael Waltrip Brewery. Maybe we can arrange Maybe that. Maybe we can go. Maybe we can. <laughs> yeah, right. Please do <laughs> we'll a little practice. One. Yeah, we'll do that maybe, one. <laughs> uh, maybe they can get Steven Stefan to sing karaoke in there while they're doing the shop tours. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Stefan is a karaoke ace. Um, they did schedule the shop tour for an awkward time, though, for they some reason. They scheduled the shop tour smack dab <laughs> in the middle of the Xfinity series. That Are they you giving won. a hint but of the one idiot for no, this week? No, no, no. Mike, Mike Davis came off the lake, though, yeah. to give the shop tour. Oh, and that awesome boat that he's got. That's I really heard, cool. He was down on the lake yesterday. Doug said he saw mm -hmm. him rolling out there on your boat. Yeah, yeah awesome. Really good. <laughs> hey, keep it clean. Keep it clean for me, Mike. <laughs> Freddie, how was your team's clock management on Sunday? So awkward timeout. <laughs> uh, yeah, not good. Uh, we just continue to figure out ways we can up over this year. Apparently, um, listen, I said on here a couple weeks ago, like number one job is know the rules, and and we just overlooked a pretty big one. Um, we got in a little when Blaney spun out. We got we got hit from behind. We ended running in the back of TJ. 
Uh, got spun. Had well aware of that. Very minimal damage on the right front, and uh, came in, put a piece of barebone on it. Where car's good to go. Just throw that wherever you want, Jace. Um, <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> Holy cow! Uh, and uh, we had a great plan. We pit. There was three or four to go in the stage. We pit, put tires on. We're just going to ride around. We told Bubba ride around half throttle. We're going to stay out at the stage break, and we'll be leading or probably in the top five. And uh, that's what we did. We rode around half throttle, not even attempting, just trying to stand on the lead lap for three laps. And the, for some reason, NASCAR said all cars have made minimum speed at lap 199. And then at lap 200, they said the 23 has not made minimum speed. And unfortunately, the rule is you have three laps. We were on the DVP clock for, for the, you know, being in the incident. And uh, the rule is you have three laps to make minimum speed to clear it. Um, and we didn't. We were we were kind of going the long game and, and saving tire. And uh, we, we f***ed up pretty bad. Um, it's unfortunate. We had a very fast race car. We we were in that wreck. Bubba had spun earlier, but the car was still fine. We were going to. We're going to be in good shape for the rest of the way, and uh, we, we royally, royally screwed up. So it's unfortunate. Obviously, not going to happen again, but, you know, it's, there's nothing you can do about it. I felt terrible for Bubba because, obviously, this is like I said earlier on the show, like he's driving the best he's ever driven in his life, and bad things continue to happen to him for some reason. So hopefully we can, we can do better this week, and we'll be back. But that one, uh, that was Pretty embarrassing. Your uh, boss there had a pretty solid weekend, though. Has so so has he? I think he's still on the lake. I had to guess. Has he won every crown jewel race? He has now. TJ, Uh, has he won the brickyard? He hasn't won the brickyard. Is the brickyard a crown jewel? I mean, it's considered a crown jewel, but is it now? I don't think it is. Not now. now, I don't think it is now. Now, I wouldn't have thought it was before. I will tell you this: it probably is for like Briscoe. Because he that's being, his hometown. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It probably but is for them. Like a of like when what, what people in general no. would consider a crown jewel. No, event. it just doesn't have the um, doesn't have the I don't know. Yeah, that it used to have. We're and we're not even running the. the I think there's yard. only three, maybe four crown jewels in my opinion. You got Daytona 500, Coke 600, Southern 500, and maybe the Bristol Night Race is a big one for some people. But yeah, I think there's really only three in my book. But that's still though. I mean, that's like yeah. I think there's three. I mean, Bristol, it's on the edge, but I don't think it is considered one. But, you know, the Southern 500 or, uh, yeah, I think there's three. I'm going three. So he's won them all. Yeah. Uh, Currently. Does that help you talk yourself into voting him into the Hall of Fame? I refuse to discuss this. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that might be why I asked you first. But, you know, I do think that that's something worth, like when you look back on people in this sport right now who are Hall of Fame worthy, I feel like Denny's There's probably, still a handful. There's a handful out there. Yeah, there's a lot of really good drivers still. <clears throat> Denny's resume obviously doesn't lack wins in all series. I don't think he's got a lot of truck starts. I don't think he's really run. I still think he's got truck wins. I know. He, I think he won Martinsville and, and one of Kyle's trucks. Maybe. Yeah, he might have won. Might have won there. If I, I mean, I don't know if he's really run any mile and a half. So I don't remember Denny doing any big track stuff, just short track stuff in trucks. But yeah, his resume definitely doesn't lack the, um, the wins. I mean, it's only, it's only lacking one thing and we all know what that is to me, but yeah, championship. Yeah. And that uh, doesn't really define whether we've got guys that are eligible for the hall of fame or in the hall of fame that haven't won championships either, but that's, 
if you look at Denny's stats and take the name off of it, you would say, I mean, to me, that's like you, you would think he would have won a championship. Even if you look at the Brickyard, right, and you say the Brickyard is still a crown jewel race, he was going to win it last year. <clears throat> Chase Briscoe punted him on the last lap. Well, don't run Chase off said, the track. <laughs> See you later. But Denny Hamlin, um, the Brickyard Oval was on his bucket list as a must-win race in his career. I've talked to him about it. And for him not to have won that before we shipped it to the road course, I think it's going to haunt him personally. Because it might he's be one back. Of, Who knows? He, he's one of those bucket list guys, you know, but I definitely think he's won. In, in today's world, he's won them all, the crown jewel races. There's only three. There's not even a fourth race in my mind. This should be put into the argument. And here we are. What's hot is we got these crown jewel races. And then this morning they announced that Phoenix is our championship weekend again in 2023. TJ, you want to go to Phoenix again for championship? Let's let's say this before we get into this. All right. What are my choices? Let's say this. What's the worst race we've been to all year? Because there's only it's, two bad ones in my mind. There's Texas and Texas Phoenix. And Phoenix. Yeah, Texas was. I think uh, Texas was worse than Phoenix. I but think Texas was really bad. Texas was hands down worse than Phoenix. But, but those Phoenix are literally the only second. two races that have been bad. This is this is re- Martinsville was going to be my next because I went to Martinsville thinking Martinsville this is going to be awesome and we got there and I was like, oh this like the, I never would have expected that at Martinsville, not a bit. So. It's surprising to I me, should. but um, I don't know. I, I mean, can't, it, I can't get on board with Phoenix. I, I think there's a, a lot of factors that. What are they? The 10 wide restarts, aren't they? So exciting. No, but there's a lot of factors on the back end, like sponsor markets and TV and logistics to the rest of the season. You never know like what the rest of the season will look like. So, so we can go run it. LA and the next week ish run Daytona. Those logistics can be overcome. It wasn't the Xfinity a week. Series can run Charlotte today, but run Portland, Oregon a week from today. I'm not a week from Saturday. I'm not buying into logistics. Yeah. <clears throat> they're not. They're going to be out there. There are a, week a from lot today. of factors that <laughs> I you think guys logistics, logistics is BS. Okay, I'll agree with you on the TV thing, but TV does TV really care where we are? I doubt it. I doubt it because they're going to get their viewers no matter where we are, right? So, so I what are the what? If you're talking about this, what are the realistic options for the championship race? Well, what NASCAR race? owns the dates. It, like, has, it has to like, be a NASCAR track. It ha- well, it has to be. A, I'm talking like weather-wise. What are the realistic possibilities well, for the, the championship the, race? And, Daytona. And, and we've got the season kind of ending a couple weeks sooner than we used to, right? So we're late yeah, October, I mean, early November. I mean, that snows in Texas in Man, November. I so. went and ran a race allowed New Hampshire um, the weekend of Thanksgiving. And it wasn't brutal. I mean, obviously, it can be cold. But look, man, what, what does it matter if it's cold? The cars don't know it's cold. I just don't think. I mean, if but you're going to experience, for if people. you're going to travel for a championship weekend, you're thinking sun. You're thinking nice weather. Cold. I mean, we just run I'm just Martinsville saying. the week before it's freezing. I don't. I, I mean, I'm I not think, buying that. I'm just I think saying the weather's because like, people Green Bay football fans they still go when it's snowing. We run Martinsville the week before. Is it freezing there? In my imagination, New like, England Patriots. <laughs> Jason's favorite if team. If you're cold, I'm definitely cold. Yeah. Jason's going to go to the game if it's cold. 
I don't buy into no. that. It's we got to have great weather. Crap. I agree. Listen, Portland, Oregon in November. No, I don't want to go there because it's probably going to be raining. I think there's realistically only four, three, four tracks to really choose from for the championship. I deal. think there's tons mm-hmm. of well, weather-wise. There's only enough to choose from what, for what NASCAR owns because they're not going to put it at, at an SMI track. You tell me. I don't know the ins you, and outs you, of that. I'm just you, saying weather-wise, looking at tracks, so you're looking at Phoenix, Homestead, Daytona. Fontana, Charlotte, Atlanta, Texas. We could keep going. Not if it's going to be NASCAR. <clears throat> I'm, He's I'm talking about weather, out, just in general. So, but if you were if you were in their shoes, you wouldn't want to move a championship race away from their track either. If I were in their shoes, I would move the championship weekend every single year to a new market because it's worth doing that for the sport. We got to talk about the health of the sport, and running this race in Phoenix is just bad. Every single year. I, I said it when it was at Homestead every year. Like, I love Homestead Racetrack. But running it there every single year, you look, who's going to be better at home, home, Who's going to be better at Phoenix in the Xfinity Series? Justin Allgaier or Jeb Burton? Justin Allgaier. Okay, so let's keep taking it to his best track for, for that guy well, to have I a chance to win I think that's going to be the, uh, the whole, seri- whole schedule. Um, <laughs> okay, well, who's going to be better? Justin Allgaier at Phoenix or Daniel Hemrick? Justin Algar. Yeah, Justin Algar. Let me help you make it. It's, ar- it's <laughs> arguably equal to Dover on Justin's track list. So. Who's going to be better if we go to Homestead every single weekend? Oh, Kyle Larson. <laughs> yep, just so happens he's the yeah, best there. I mean, Tyler Reddick, Kyle Larson. Stop taking it to the same damn place every single year. It ain't that hard. I don't know. They listen to everything that we say on the show, and they make great adjustments, and they're not listening to you, us on this. You mentioned Tyler reason. Reddick. <clears throat> Did you see Tyler Reddick's pass coming to the checker flag? Did anybody see that? Uh, yeah. Pass in the grass. Oh, really? Three wide through the grass. To <laughs> yeah. He passed Stenhouse and somebody else. You mean the turf? Three wide in the turf. Three, pass yeah, in pass the turf. The turf. <laughs> <laughs> he had a big run, a big head of steam coming off a of four and just bailed off. He said, I already he said, I already wrecked the underbody with a flat tire, so I, I was just going for it. I just didn't care. go for it. He's a wheel man. So he before is. we dive into the show, I know we got a lot to talk about. Shout out to Tommy Baldwin, Haley Deegan, and our good friend Jeff Burton the last three weeks coming on. It's just us three today. That's us. And Casey. Uh, Tommy Baldwin had another win. Hello. Yeah. Well, you're, you're not at the table. You're at the bar. You and Ju- you I might and, as well just leave. You and Justin? You're you going to call him Justin? <laughs> <laughs> My name's Tyler. Yeah, Tyler. Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> tall Tyler. Wow. We just call you Tall Tyler from now on. <laughs> I see where we stand on this team. Anyways. Thank you to Bojangles for breakfast. Oh, thanks, Bone Jangles. Yeah, I did have a yeah. biscuit this morning. Thank goodness. Freddie needed that biscuit. This show is definitely not going to make it without <laughs> Freddie having a Bojangles biscuit this morning. Hey, they look, they're so good. Casey even ate some. I did, and it was very good. I might go have another one for lunch. It's why I keep coming back, honestly. I mean, oh, good. That's <laughs> so, so, so not that's me. The, so if we, just, if we just stop getting biscuits, TJ won't come back. All right. Sorry, Bojangles. Take yeah. a week off. Yeah, it's <laughs> not going to do it. Can't do it. All right, let's kick things off by hearing a little bit more about our presenting sponsor, OfferPad. Are you looking for an easy and convenient way to sell your home? If so, you need to listen up. Home selling can be a hassle, but not with our friends at OfferPad. They do real estate the way it should be. Easy. You can start the process before you even finish listening to this ad. Log on to OfferPad.com, fill out the five-minute form about your home, and request a cash offer. OfferPad will send you that cash offer within 24 hours, along with other options to choose from. Then, whether you take that cash offer or decide to list with OfferPad, you're in control. 
OfferPad's Express Cash offer is perfect for those who want to sell on their own schedule with more convenience, certainty, and control. If you want to list with OfferPad, you do so with maximum value and guidance from real estate experts like TJ Majors. We just raised an OfferPad Charlotte market and are about to raise an OfferPad St. Louis market for the first time. If you want to move to or within either of those great places, do it with OfferPad. When asked where you heard about OfferPad, select the NASCAR option so they know we sent you. Spot on, spot off. It goes like this. Spot on means you agree. I'm spot on. Are you joking me? He's lost his mind. Oh, and by the way, no one ever seems to agree. And then spot off means you disagree. Spot off. Oh, here we f***ing go. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But if you're TJ... Um... Uh... Uh... There's only one correct answer. I don't know. It's time for Spot On, Spot Off. Spot On, Spot Off. First topic. Chase Briscoe's move on Kyle Larson with two laps to go as he attempted to take the lead but spun. TJ. Uh, Spot Off. You know, Chase has been in these situations a, a few times now where he's been in contention late to make a late pass and really... uh. Those are the moments you make that pass on Kyle Larson. You moved up a level, in my opinion. Um, and <clears throat> I know he was trying super hard, and honestly, he was doing a fantastic job of getting closer and closer. And may, even having attempt at passing Kyle Larson then is big. But you know, he got closer to Tyler at uh, at the Bristol Dirt Race. Um, you know, this, these are the chances. But you know, good for him that he keeps showing up in these these races where he's you know. Um, has a shot of winning it. So I think uh, spot off for, for wrecking because I think he's going to put on a hell of a show with, with, with Kyle and I wanted to see it continue, but um, make it stick. Yeah, most improved team and driver uh, for me this year probably is, uh, is it put Chase Briscoe's in the conversation because yeah. last year he struggled to stay on the lead lap. I mean, he struggled to get top 12, top 15 finishes and this year, he's got a win under his belt. He's had a couple more he's been in contention to do. I'll be honest with you, he started the Coke 600. He was terrible. He was running like 28th. Um, wasn't a factor. Next thing you know, a lot of guys have crashes. And then with, with 15, 9 to go, he is running down the best race car driver in the world. And when he gets there, he chokes, which is unfortunate. Um, but – He's a great race car driver, and he's proving to yeah. be so. I, I think when you look at Stuart Haas Racing as a whole right now, there's there's two guys that are that are possibly in trouble. One wants to retire, and one may be pushed out. So Chase is in a – I mean, we talked about it with Trackhouse. Like, I wouldn't want to be teammates to Ross Chastain right now. A guy's setting the world on fire. Led a ton of laps to Coke 600. Daniel Suarez raised his hand this week and said, hey, I'm as good as he is. Watch me run fast. And he did for a lot of Coke 600. But like when you look at Stuart Haas as a whole, you know, Kevin Harvick, he's 46 years old. How much longer is he going to race? Right? And you got these other three three guys there. And uh, Eric Amarola's out. Said he's retiring, which I heard he may not be. But he tweeted that was his last Coke 600. So you got to oh, think he is. You can't Tom Brady this. Yeah. You, you can. Mark Martin did it for 30 years. Brett, Alabama, Brett, what are you hearing? Alabama, the music group, they did. They had a retirement tour for 30 years. Uh, Actually, you've done the same 
So, but you, but you've <laughs> retired like three times. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about doing it again. But you actually retired during the Coke 600. Um, but you look at Stuart Haas as a whole. Like Chase Briscoe has raised his hand and said, "I'm fast. I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. I deserve to be here. I'm a winner. I'm in the playoff." But in that moment, TJ's right. You got a chance to make yourself go to the next level, and you missed it. Where, where, what I think Chase would like to have back was about three or four laps before this. He he passed Kyle. He got clear in one and two, and, oh, he didn't, and take it. didn't take it. And yeah. and that's all. He, if he just changes lanes with Kyle right there, even if he if he moves up and lets Kyle cross him over, just the idea of swapping lanes probably wins you the race. And he and he and he didn't get didn't take the opportunity to get up in front of him. You could hear it on the broadcast. Joey Campbell, his spotters, yeah. telling him take it, take it, take it, take it, take it, and he didn't for whatever reason. Uh, but yeah, this deal here, you could see he was way better than him on entry. Larson was getting free on entry, and Chase got attacked the corner a lot harder, and he just. You know, he, he took his shot, and it and it didn't work out for him, unfortunately. But like you said, Chase is an unbelievably talented race car driver. There's a couple guys we've seen this year, Ross, Chase, a couple of Reddicks, one that, you know, hasn't got any luck on his side. But this car just lends itself to their driving style. And, and, and you know, Chase has got a win already, and he's going to win more because he puts himself in position like that. But, you know, at the same time, this is kind of Bristol 2.0 all over again, like, Maybe it's better mm. off. I mean, I think he came just back and chill. finished the top five, right? Like, yeah. So I don't know how the hell he got back up there. I, I but think you well, I do because five. there was a gigantic wreck off of turn four. <laughs> Twice. I mean, uh, Denny, I mean, Denny did what Denny does. I don't know if this is another. Yeah, it was all about Austin, yeah. Um, Denny did what Denny does, and he puts himself right there. He might not be leading every race, but he's won two Daytona 500s because he was there. Just right there, waiting for something to happen. And he won. He did the same thing here and took advantage of it and won the race. So... Uh, I think that's um, obviously you don't get to that point without putting together a really good race. I think it's a top ten team right now. If they when they when they click on all cylinders, the I think I think no oh, oh. no no Chase. I think Chase oh, and yeah. this team they're a top ten team right now when they click on all cylinders and they're in a Ford. Which let's be honest, you're not at an advantage if you're in a Ford right now. Austin Dillon's team response to him going for the win that caused a big wreck coming to the white flag. Jason, you want to read that? The team said on the radio, you gave it a hell of a shot and you did what you needed to do. Brett, spot on, spot off. Man, I thought he was going to win the race. The run that he had. He should have. The position he was in, um, the the angle that his car was pointing at coming off of four. It was obviously had, he had the most speed and what looked like the most grip. And I don't know if he cleared himself up into that traffic or if Denny looking inside of him spooked him or Brandon Manesh gave him information that the 11 is looking low. Because Denny was probably the smartest guy in all this, right? He goes into three. He doesn't drive in like an animal. He sets himself up for a powerful exit, which he got. But even then, I think Austin around the start-finish line or certainly getting into one is going to clear at least one of those guys on his outside, if not both. Then Denny's on his inside. It's super easy to stop that guy's momentum that's on the inside. And Austin Dillon will win his second Coke 600. I mean, we just talked about choking with Briscoe. I think Austin Dillon choked, and that's unfortunate because I thought the move that I saw, the momentum that he had, the way he was pointed coming off turn four, I thought he had it won. But then Denny getting inside of him completely made him lose his mind. Yeah, I thought Denny I thought Denny made a mistake. I was, watching, I was home watching this last restart, and the top four guys took two tires. Denny was the first one on four off pit road, and he was fifth. And I said, in my opinion, I think you've got to take the top here because the, if you if you assume that the top four are going to line up in the top four positions and you've got your choice inside or outside in row three, I'm like, I think you've got to take the top because it gives you options of 
you know, you can move up, you know, get to the outside of the guy in front of you, or at least, at the very least, have a big run down the backstretch to, you know, be maneuverable. You pick the bottom, you kind of get boxed in by whatever's going on in front of you. And, and, and Austin was the one that took the top of row three, and he had the big momentum coming out of backstretch and just overshot his entry to three. Like, he just, like, just, like, kind of like, holy there's my hole. I got to go for it right now. Where, like you said, Danny, Danny did the right thing and kind of just backed his entry up and, and carry the momentum off of four to put him as Danny. I think Danny was going to get clear of them all. Anyway, I think Danny was going to get clear by the start finish line, even if they didn't wreck, but because of Austin, just bombing it in the three and really giving himself no chance to get through the middle of the corner. Yeah. I think, uh, I, I like, I still like the bottom on that just because, the guys were slide jobbing each other and pinching each other up. If they get stacked up, I think there's more of a chance of them getting stacked up on the high side up front than there is on the bottom right there. Cause only two of them in front of you, they don't really stack hard on the bottom. When you're back, when you're back six, seven, eight rows from there on out, the bottom like, stacks. Like we were. Yeah. It stacks really bad. Four but, wide um, off of four to win the Coke 600. What more could you ask for? Well, Denny, like Denny did what he, the right move. I mean, okay. Austin's driving in there until he sees Elvis, which he drove it in there. When we all saw him carry that speed relay, whoa, like we all like, holy cow, this is, he's going for it. There's zero chance. Denny's going to match that. So what Denny did is just lift like he should have get a good runoff and, I don't like. I don't know what Austin was looking at there, but if he stays down in front of Denny and Denny shoves him down the front stretch, Austin probably clears everybody as well and, and goes on and wins. But after the snooze fest that was Texas, which we called an all star race, how we were worried about how this. dumb would we look to not move the all star race back to back to Charlotte? Oh man, <clears throat> this was. Uh, I mean, this race had everything. You had guys wrecking. One thing that when I think of Charlotte, I think of guys losing it into the corner because they're on the edge. And I saw that the guys were wheeling the heck out of them. When you see Kyle Larson have to back the corner because he's so loose and guys getting to him on entry, that's big to me. Um, I mean, we saw three of them spin out, you know, Kyle Larson spun entry, out off of four, Chase exit. spun out off of four. We spun out off of four, like guys. And Bub is like, I just shipped it to the bottom one time to try to run hard. And he goes, I lost How many it. guys like, does he slide in front of us out of four? Oh yeah. And when you see these guys that are sliding, these guys that are sliding, are good race car drivers. So that's how on edge these things are. Look at Kyle there in one and two getting in the dirty air. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these are good race car drivers. One thing about this car is, is when it starts spinning out on exit, it doesn't, it seems like it, they can catch it. It seems like they are able to catch the cars a lot quicker. They stopped last quick. year's body. If Kyle Larson hits the wall, like he did one or two, it's, it's destroyed. Yeah. This, this year's body, like he, he literally lost it, hit it, flushed it. And then he right back, he's back, right yeah. back running fast as a leader. Freddie right. Sledge hammered us into the 12 and he kept on going. So, I mean, <laughs> I barely had a scratch. They're tough. I didn't, really, I didn't keep on going very long. Continuing on the next gen car topic, first time flipping a next gen car back over takes five minutes after Chris Busher said he was okay. Spot on, spot off, Freddie. Uh, I mean, this deal looked like a movie stunt. Like, he spins out, you know, uh, Suarez clears himself off a of four on the 14 where he's not clear, gets himself wrecked. And, uh, you know, he's spinning down the front stretch. And I forget who it was. I, I think it was Gilliland. I felt like he was blocked. Somebody was right in front of him and it kind of darted to the left at the last second. Gilliland went right and that was a bad idea. So he knocked the 99 back into the 17. And the 17 just innocently sliding through the infield. And I'm watching on TV. Well, I'm there's like, a reason the 17 <laughs> was sliding, by the way. What do you mean? Oh, he got sledgehammered. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. By, by another. Who by, hit him? Uh, the 21. So that's rare that he runs into a wreck. Um, 
the funny part is there's like three lanes clear on the outside. <laughs> but so 17 is now just innocently sliding through the infield. And I'm like, oh, he'll be fine. Because look, talk about this. Also, that AstroTurf saved probably three or four race cars on Sunday because we slid through there. Chase slid through there. Oh. Larson was through there. Like everybody yeah. was fine. Uh, but this Chase throttled up. Yeah. Chase throttled up and it was like <laughs> jumping. Through, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and all of a sudden, the 17 is like somebody hit a button and the thing just starts flipping over. Obviously, we, we go back and look at it. He took a flush shot to the right wheel, right front wheel, and it, it tucked under the car. And that's what kind of propelled it to start flipping over. But I didn't really have an issue with the. I've seen a lot of people complaining about how long it took. I think that they communicated with Chris. Chris told him he's fine. So then they took their time to do the right thing and get everything flipped over. So you weren't going to risk any further damage to the car or any injury to Chris by flipping it over. Obviously, I think it could go faster if it needs oh, to. Yeah, um, dude, let, me hold, let, let me embrace Stand over here. I might take more, but let's hold you upside down for five minutes to <laughs> yeah. see if you can do it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, it wasn't fun, but I, I didn't think there was a need to rush. Uh, you know, and I think that they if the thing's on fire or Chris is hurt, they can obviously do it a lot faster. So I didn't have an issue with how long it took for the fact that they I felt like they knew Chris was okay and it wasn't going to be a big deal. Anything else to add there, TJ? You were about to talk. Uh, I just think it needs to be faster than that. It, like you go to these midget races and things like that, that car is rolled back over within. Well, I mean, 15. the midget race is a little bit smaller. <laughs> I get it. I know that. No but I don't think you can say that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what well, I mean? Let's be honest. If you had got one, if you pick one, if you pick Chris Busher's race team and you said, Hey guys, Go out into the turf and flip that car over. Is it going to take five minutes? Then why the f- did we wait five minutes to flip this guy over? This is ridiculous. I, I do agree with you. Hey, listen, I'm watching this wreck play out, and I'm like, holy cow, did he hit a drainage ditch? Like, what made him fly up into the air? But like Freddie said, the right front and the suspension gave way while he was sliding, and it catapulted him up into the air. But once he lands upside down, and to Casey's question, should it take five minutes? The, the answer is absolutely not. We get to Daytona every year. We have a spotters meeting, and they tell us if your driver flips over and the car is not on fire, have him sit tight because he's going to be safer if we come to the vehicle, we flip it in its upright position, and they exit the car versus them undoing their six-point hardest, falling on their head. Who knows what's in there that has moved around during this wreck? They're going to be safer to sit tight. Who the f- wants to sit tight in an upside down car for five minutes dang sure not me it's not on fire right but what happens if it catches on fire like to ask a guy to remain calm again if you'd have asked his team of 10 to 12 human beings to walk out to pit road they could have flipped that vehicle over in a matter of 20 30 seconds so and we i gotta promise you it hit harder during that flip than it was gonna when, when it lands back down. absolutely this, when is this ridiculous. car was being produced when they were running all these tests were there any tests around a wreck such as this? Oh, they never tested. I remember, I think it was Daytona test. They were like, if anybody wrecks, uh, sit, you know, leave your car out there so we can figure out how to tow it. <laughs> you know, so like go leading into the year, they didn't even know how to tow a, a wrecked race car. But at this now point, they've, but, now look, they've gotten a lot that better. still takes so, five minutes. Well, it's gotten better than it was the first <laughs> it's race. It's gotten so. way better. But oh, they tow them things the over there. Is, like, uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. The upside down part, like, the driver's okay. You got to get that thing back over quick. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Well, it's great that this was the first time after how many races have we had. So 
Wouldn't have guessed Charlotte would have been the first drive. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> well, that, that's a freak wreck, too. Well, though, we, so, we, yeah. we saw Harrison flip so easily in Daytona oh, that's good that I was worried about this car getting upside down frequently. So for us to be this many races in and to have run another plate race, obviously, at Talladega. And as many wrecks as we had in this car. Tons of wrecks. We've had like, a lot of wrecks. This, this car's done its job. Now right, it's time. Yeah. And look, I'm not MFN the safety crew, right? But at the, at, the, at the end of the day, we can't have we, – our fans deserve better. Like, flip the freaking car over. Let's go back racing. We don't need to be sitting there for five well, minutes. Well, I don't think that's their priority. I think it's making sure that the guy in the car The guy in the car okay. said he's fine. Flip the car over. Let's go. Well, you don't know what could happen when they do flip it. When what, what, goes what's wrong? the worst he thing just that got done flipping. It's already been destroyed. When they flip it back it over. It five if, and a half times before, he's, before he stopped on the car, his roof. If there was something that could have moved around that could cause damage, you don't know. They were probably trying to just be careful. All right. Well, they suck. Well, you suck. Oh, Moving you're going to catch hell the rest of this show. You better be ready. It's coming. <laughs> you better be ready. I'm literally trying yep, to prove it's a coming. point. You're getting ready to prove it. It's coming. <sighs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, Brett, they can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And, and there's really no shame these days in, in, in getting help when you need it. It can, man. And you got to be careful and uh, you don't want to carry that around by yourself. That's where these guys come in handy. Whether you've been in therapy uh, or new to the process, BetterHelp will give you the tools and to positive thinking and coping skills and how to manage those boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. Therapy is not just for those with major traumas. You know, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out one brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bumper today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bumper. Spot on, spot off. IndyCar red flags the Indy 500 to set up a two-lap green flag finish. P4 finisher Felix Rosenquist says, Jason, you want to read that? He said, I just think now IndyCar is at a level where the racing is so good because the field is so tight that I don't really think you need to add artificial ingredients. Freddie, spot on, spot off. I don't know that I've ever watched an IndyCar race where I thought the racing was so good. Um, listen, I think if you have – I uh, Indy 500 is a rare race where I think you need to respect the distance of the race. It doesn't need to be a green-white checker or add laps at Indy 500. But if you have an opportunity where you're going to run out – five or six caution laps to end the race don't do that like throw the red flag give the fans a you know a two-lap shootout whatever it's going to be for the indy 500 obviously you know the it ended under caution right like i think they wrecked yeah. down the back stretch or something like that Say um so you know they, i'm fine with not extending the race but if you're just going to sit there and ride around for six laps and that's going to end the race don't do that like throw the red flag give your fans a a green flag finish or at least an attempt at a green flag finish I love the Indy 500. I love that 300,000 people were there to watch this race. I think it is the most beautiful racetrack on our schedule right now in terms of how it's kept up. Golf course, The amenities, the, the beautification of it. Like, it's just a, the pageantry the, the of what? it. Everything of it, everything about Indianapolis Motor Speedway is, is phenomenal, right? Um, but I also think that races need to end under green flag conditions. Like, we've, we've left the culture of – letting races end under yellow for, for whatever reason, right? And obviously entertainment is a big part of racing. Racing is a big part of why we watch. 
but I don't hate the fact that that we do green white checkers in NASCAR anymore. You know, when we first made the change, I was like, man, we're abandoning tradition. Well, these fans deserve three hundred thousand plus in attendance. Deserve to see a race to the end. So the fact that IndyCar tried to give them that, I'm all for it. Spot on. Yeah, I'm spot on as well. I don't want to. The whole ending of that race just it's going to end on a bad note if you ride around for five laps under yellow. It's just going to ruin it. We're watching these guys race. And I want to see it. I mean, that's what I want to see. The guy earned it. And um, heck, we saw they were side by side on the one like, oh, you know, on the edge of your seat watching Indy 500. That's the way it should be. I don't agree with running five laps under yellow, ending it that way. You know, if the caution comes out and they're coming and taking the white, it's over. It's over to me. Like, you know, if they're on the last lap, I agree. Uh, Like NASCAR, once you take the white, the race is complete. Otherwise, we could run endless i think arca tried that for a while where <laughs> they did they did try it unlimited <laughs> then, green white checkers great there was, idea there was like four cars that finished a race um well yeah six cars in the lead lap yeah five um so yeah i don't I, i'm i don't like ender that that's too many laps under yellow so i was i was super excited that that race was exciting i mean jimmy got up there how about jimmy leading you know, uh, he was rookie of the race as well. So very competitive all the month of May. Awesome to see that. And I uh, got to see the end of the 500 under, you know, under green, essentially till the last lap wreck. So I, I thought, thought it was, was awesome. The the information I saw last night that the, the purse of the race was insane. The leader, the winner took home over $3 million. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, rookie of the race, $257,000. Like I remember when we used to publish purses, and I was a big fan of it just because I love economics and business. And look, we know what all these NBA and NFL guys make. Like, why not share what our guys are making? But like, I, I thought it was awesome to see their purse was up. And and holy cow, could you imagine winning the Indy 500 and $3 million? <clears throat> Schultz, were you coherent enough to have an opinion on this? I was very coherent. I'm glad they did it because I remember in 2020, with Sato won. They had a wreck. And of course, that was a lot of damage on the pit road. They probably couldn't have fixed it in time. But like, I was so glad they finished under green. And the crowd... Jeff Gluck mentioned this on his podcast. The crowd roared when they saw the red flag come out. And 10 years ago, the IndyCar fans probably wouldn't have reacted like that. Yeah. Just a little, I saw this thing post, um, least watched game in the least watched NFL game this season. Last season was 5.86 million. The most watched NBA game in that season was 5.75 million. Yeah. So that's huge difference. Yeah. Big difference. That's, you know, I don't know. It, it's big. To, it's big to have an event end with some drama. I guess that's their biggest race of the year. You don't want to yeah, end it. On and a we cost. got to see it. The guy, you the guy that was leading one. Um, I mean, it was. I thought it was great. And you Jack, think Jimmy runs it again? I mean, I would hope not. I would hope so. <sighs> Man, I noticed Jimmy liking it more and more. Like, he seems to be settling in. He took last year. We thought it was going to be, oh, I'm just going to try this and be done. And the dude's been competitive this year. So. Look at his qualifying run. It I is mean, not going to be, it is not going to surprise me if Jimmy Johnson does this again. And Dan Mir wins it. Or wins it. I will not be surprised. I see him winning a race at least one point if he keeps going. He said in our next level interview with Andrew Curlin that he's willing to run IndyCar up to five years, maybe. Wow. Good for him. Somebody's having fun. But, I mean, you look at the schedule. It's perfect. They don't race every single weekend like we do. I mean, you look at our schedule. We start in February. We go to November. We race on the major holidays, you know, Easter and July 4th, Mother's Day, right? 
you get one weekend off um, in June, and then you look at what he's doing in IndyCar. What are they running, 25 races? I think it's less. It's like 20, 18 or like 20. Like, the schedule's awesome. Yeah. Like, it's perfect. 200 lap races or 200 mile races or something. Where that's a 500 miler, but and some solid yeah, racetracks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, some solid markets. I mean, I'd rather be. You want St. <laughs> Peter? You want Loud New Hampshire? <laughs> Here's a good segue to the next topic. How about a time limit? I love time limit races now. <laughs> like <laughs> let's let's we need that after this six after hour fiasco yeah. we ran the other night. Yeah, let's go time limit races. What's it, next, Casey? Moving moving on to another big race that happened on Sunday. Formula One decides on rolling starts in Monaco despite dry conditions after red flags, citing rain impacting start lights and consideration about inconsistent grip levels due to the drying track. TJ, our F1 experts, spot on, spot off. Uh, by spot- expert, we mean that you're the only one that watched it. it. <laughs> I'm spot off because I was fully expecting them to start that thing Standing start, because that's, that's the challenge, right? Um, Brett thinks it's easy to take off and go straight and stuff. Um, Sounds easy. Which yeah. was awesome that <laughs> Jeff called you out on that. Um, but uh, no, it, like, it was so weird because they were nobody knew what they were going to do. And there was like, well, this, the commentators were confused as well like or i don't know what we're doing here there's a time limit we're supposed to start here but it started there i don't know what the deal was for that um i heard the commentators were just bashing race control mm-hmm. like openly on espn where it was awesome yeah they were <laughs> it's just weird because nobody really knew what was going on what kind of start we were gonna get i mean it's f1 you roll up there and if it's not i get it like i do agree with delaying the start a little bit because they showed some of the water running down that track on the curbs and stuff and i don't think it was completely safe but was Again. the Xfinity Series safe the year A.J. Allmendinger won it in the flood? No. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Let's, it, let's be honest. It's, it's a street like, course, It's though, like so. NASCAR's control booth, race control <laughs> booth, and F1's control booth are like against each other to see who can do the dumbest <laughs> shit every week. It's like, oh, watch this. Hold my beer. We're going to do this. We're going to make this rule up. We're going to throw a caution for this. We're going to let this one in that fall down. We're going to let this guy finish the race with this one in that fall down. We're going to let him win a million dollars. Let's just keep changing the rules, people. I hope, I, I hope that we get a chance to have you, at least you, Brett, maybe Freddie, because you sometimes are a little iffy, go into race control and watch them manage a race give me the headset and give me the button and everybody else leave the room i can do it that's I don't a need bad everybody's help. idea okay um is there normal deal that they start that like a rolling start when it's raining i don't understand like i in my few years of watching i don't remember that being a rule yeah, yeah like, i don't, I don't uh, think so i think it's at their discretion so i guess that's why everybody was confused i don't, yeah. I, don't I have no idea i i went to saeed saturday night and i, I was a little late getting <laughs> I, up i Sunday was texting morning. with a prominent crew chief in the cup series garage well, i wasn't a crew chief this week well, he wasn't a crew chief. This week. He, was, he was. He was. He was a crew chief, but he wasn't. He wasn't there. He wasn't on. Or he he wasn't been there. He, he was wasn't there. On, he wasn't he on, went on a pit box. But he and I were literally going back and forth about man, which like this this race control thing between NASCAR and F one is comical. Like we got to get it together, people, and we can uh, and we will. I just love. I want us like. I want us to have the same access F1 has where we can get on the radio and just talk to race control. They, well, yeah, be like, they got- be like, hey, Berman, uh, I don't appreciate that you just parked my <laughs> and ride around saving tires. <laughs> and that ridiculous. is exactly why they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Jeb Burton, and tell, uh, Jeb Burton tells Noah Graxon, I'll wreck the dog F out of you. And then tweets, the only reason he's in the car is because of the check. 
I've been in the same stuff and outran him almost every race. Go look at the stats. First off, what is dog F? Second off, spot food. on, spot dog off. Food. Brett. Marette, the dog food out of you, Brett. <laughs> I think this is great entertainment. Um, I like Jeff, Jeff Burton. Not Jeff. I like Jeff, too. I like <laughs> I was going to say. I like all the Burtons. Yeah. I like Kim. I like yeah. Harrison. They got a big family. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a big fan of the Burton families, right? Jeb is way, way, way out of his element. Jeff, had a, Jeb, Jeff. Jeb had a rough week on Twitter. The, well, well you, you, got this, you got this deal where you're walking and you're having a confrontation slash conversation with Noah Gragson. And I think that's fine, right? Yeah, why not? What, what is Jeb mad at? Is he mad because Noah Gragson outran him on seven cylinders while Jeb had Apparently eight? they got near each other and one of them pushed the other one down the straightaway and yeah, slide drop. I don't even. So Noah, Noah, slide job Noah put a slide job on Jeb, got clear in four, which Noah was, we just talked about, Noah, the most impre- one of the most impressive things was Noah finishing fourth on seven cylinders. He was hauling ass through the corner and then would give up a little bit about halfway down the straightaway. And and he so he was sliding in front of guys and then taking off and I guess Jeb they weren't even on the same f-ing lap Jeb was a lap down Noah was on the Joe Noah was in the top ten top five I don't know where he was running at the time but like I don't get it so Jeb just shoves them all the way down into turn one and that's what they were arguing about and then to Jeb's credit Jeb said that Noah was the one that used the word dog first and and Jeb threw it back at him but. Uh, yeah, this this deal. I don't like the fact that they're using dogs in the negative manner. I'm oh, sorry. I mean, they. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> yep, I'm not going to go there. Um, you already did. But <laughs> <laughs> say, here's the here's where here's where Jeb's downfall is on all this. All right, looking he's, at the stats, he's, he's racing. <laughs> he's racing. He's he's having an okay day. He's racing a guy that's down a cylinder that oh by the way is driving by him and he clears him and then Jeb hits him in the butt. I still don't understand what Jeb's mad at. But then he gets on Twitter and he proceeds to say that he's better than Noah Gragson head to head in junior motorsports equipment. TJ, do you think that's true? I have not compared the stats. Do you think that the Jeb Burton off the top of my head? I don't believe the stats are better that way. Okay, well they're not. He didn't, I didn't look he, him up. He, but they that, ran eleven races together as teammates, and Jeb beat Noah head to head in three of the eleven. Okay, one of one or two of those Noah wrecked out. So. One, don't speak facts about stats if you don't know the stats. But number two, like, don't go at race fans. Like, it, listen, we have an awesome group of race fans that are on social media. We have a small group of DARFs. We know what that is. It's a dumbass race fan. But Jeb called the that majority of than, race fans. Most of, you. most of you are stupid is what he said. Well, I'm going to tell you now who's stupid. The <laughs> yeah, guy who that's... just called most of the race fans stupid. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm spot off because that's he, not a good play. He, Greg, I'm, I'm going to call out the guy that told me this. Greg Zippadelli told me when I went to Stuart Haas Racing. And oh, by the way, I've been in trouble for my Twitter. I've been called to the office by that's funny. race teams. I've Never been called guessed. to the NASCAR hauler. Um, we can't so, promote so, tweets. So I speak <laughs> from experience when I say this. Greg Zippadelli told me, do not tweet anything until the race has been over for at least 15 minutes. I want you to give yourself a cool down period. If you get wrecked, I want you to give yourself a cool down period of 15 minutes before you get on social media. And I was like, nah, I like to get on there and just be mad. But I took his advice and I think Jeb needs to hear that advice. But Jeb gets on there and he tweets all this dumb. And then to make it right, 
he's going to go on there and just start like, I'm going to do a giveaway. Look at me. I'm on the lake with my hot wife. Like, bro, what you just did, you just threw up and it's still laying in the carpet. Nobody's cleaned it up yet. The fact that you over here doing these other things, it ain't going to make it all go away. Uh, we talked about, well, who's the nut puncher guy? What's his name? Yeah, guy. Daniel Dye. Okay, we <laughs> talked about that guy doing, saying dumb after the fact, like you got you, you, you don't have the ability to have composure while you're upset and while they're filming you at the racetrack. But once you, it's your Twitter and this is not 15 minutes after the race, this, this these are coming out hours after the race. Listen, I don't care. Like if you want to do whatever you want to do, Noah Gragson, listen, I like to give Noah a lot of too but like once you call the most of you race fans are too stupid to understand i was like oh that is a bad idea who's a better race car driver tj noah gregson or jeb burton um right now i mean uh i gotta go i gotta go noah i just don't think i'd be picking this fight on social media i don't you probably can't say like you said you can't like i don't know like like, me and brett talk about this a lot don't ask a question that you don't already know the answer to like if you can't say go out there oh look at the stats and you're like okay hold on well let's look at the stats (laughs) like that's not gonna work that's that's, that's, bad idea um, (laughs) racingreference.com is a a valuable resource it is a very very valuable website (laughs) to a lot of people yeah and uh yeah i mean you can't say nut puncher on here i don't (laughs) think Well, um, you said it three times. Twice. Nutcracker. Um, yeah. Nutcracker, something like that. that. Nutcracker. Yeah, I don't really know what the whole thing even started with. Was it really worth it? I mean. No, that's the other and, thing. Like what? And second of all, you know, I know, I don't think Jeb had a particularly bad day either. I, I mean, think he was running the top 12. Yeah. I mean, and he was digging up by the wall and restarts and stuff. I, I mean, I don't know. I think he's overachieving in the equipment that he's in. I he's running Jeff about where he ran last year with colleague. He's running about 12th every week. And you know what 12th will get you? It'll get you a sponsor. It'll help you keep a sponsor. Yeah. It'll get you in the playoff. It'll yeah. get you in the postseason. It'll and put you in position three or four times a year to win a race. But imagine that Imagine that one of them times showing up in the playoffs. You, win, you get into the playoffs. You win one of them races and you advance. Next thing you know, you go from being a 12th place guy. You're a top A guy now. You got a, you're racing in a whole different ballpark there. So I just don't even know if this is completely necessary. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. <laughs> I have um, too. I don't, I don't know why to. somebody wants to wreck the dog food out of somebody else. The um, dog food? I don't think the that's what food. he said. Well, uh, what does he use that? <laughs> looking on to this upcoming weekend, the Cup Series is to race at Gateway for the first time this weekend, and the Xfinity Series will race at Portland. Pretty cool to see spot on, spot off Freddy. Uh, yeah, interesting to see Gateway. I've heard some stories about the spotter stand there. I'm interested to see what that looks like when we get there. Uh, I think I think I think Gateway will put on a pretty good race. It's hard to say. I've heard they're going to be shifting again this week throughout you know the Sims and and some of the, the, the guys that have been there. Yeah, yeah, you shift there every time we went there. Trucks even shift. Really? Oh yeah. So we'll we'll definitely be shifting 100 uh, this maybe, week. Maybe um, twice. A lap. Uh, Portland. I don't know anything about Portland. Uh, it's not on my radar. It's, it's the other side of the world for me, essentially. Brett, I know you got some insight on on the area, and I know you got some uh, sponsor activations out there. This <laughs> so, week. man, I'm always spot on when we go to new markets. I, I love Oregon, the state. Um, I've never spent a lot of time in, in Portland. Um, I, I love St. Louis. I'm looking forward to going this weekend. I think it's awesome that the the Cup cars are look, man. The Bush series, Bush Bush beer is out of St. Louis. So Budweiser. So to take us there, I think is I hated to see it ever leave. But anyway, it's I'm all for track. I'm all for open markets. Turn one looks freaking sketch. 
it is get, getting into St. Louis. And like, you don't run the bottom, so that leaves. You yeah. know what? You know what that leaves? Opportunity. Slide, opportunity. Slide jobs. Opportunity. opportunity. Um, so, so I'm all for new markets. Um, I am spot off for Portland for the Xfinity Series, and maybe our marketing professional. That's kind of like a consultant, right? You don't really know what they do, but that's their title. Maybe our marketing professional, Casey Boat, can lend some insight as to why we're going to Portland. But let's just look at it from a cost perspective. It's I bought two plane tickets for my team to go to Portland for the event. It was $1,200 per plane ticket. All right. There's about 12 people on each team. It's about $8,000 in diesel fuel to go from Charlotte, North Carolina to Portland, Oregon and back. So by the time you've traveled your team, your Xfinity Series team to Portland, Oregon, you're about $35,000 in. That's a lot of money to an Xfinity Series team. I don't think a lot of Xfinity Series teams could sustain that every single weekend. So I don't know why we're taking the lower series to the most expensive spot in America right now. Um, to, to run this race. So I, I hope that it's a good race. I hope that the sponsorship activations are going to be worth it because the expense is significant for those guys. <clears throat> I think you've got 10 to 12 teams that can honestly afford it. And the rest of it, you know, when you look at it as an industry, you're saying, hey, you guys are going to lose money this weekend. Because if you finish 10th-ish in the Xfinity Series, you're going to make about 30 grand. Well, that doesn't even pay your travel. Well, we all know that there's about a dozen teams that have sponsorship. We also know there's about a dozen that do not. So they're going to have to write a really big check to go out there and ride around this road course, TJ. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm spot off. I'm spot off because there's no, they don't run another race out there, right? They come back and then go to Nashville. Uh, they might be off next week because it's Sonoma. Yeah, they're off. They don't go to Sonoma though, do they? No. no. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying though. If you're going to do West Coast, do it in a swing. You know, if you're going to run out there, make it worth it to where you're running two, three races so you don't have to come back. But there, I would, you can't tell me that race is going to do better than a fairgrounds race, you know, or a um, North Wilkesboro, Wilkesboro, Hickory. I don't care where you go. South Boston, Myrtle Beach, if it was How many racetracks do you think they're going to drive by (laughs) on the way to Portland? (laughs) Oh. (laughs) A couple. Uh, Yeah. I mean, even. Two. Even past like Pikes Peak. I mean, there's some other racetracks on the way out there that that are, I don't know, let's go all the way to Portland to run a road course is a little. I just hope, I hope NASCAR makes it right for these lower budget teams because that's a big It might be a spot. great race. I, I mean, think, it probably will be. Do you think this is a trial run for a cup race next year? <clears throat> I hope not because the area in which the track is at doesn't sound like it deserves it, to be very honest with you. I mean, we just talked about Indy and how pretty it is and awesome it is like i don't think that and i'm gonna i'm gonna reserve judgment until i see pictures because i've never been to this particular track but from what i've heard too much camping for you i heard there's a lot of camping in the area and it's permanent camping so i i don't think that we need to be taking our premier Worse series than the coliseum i don't think we need to be taking our premier series to less than premier facilities sorry yeah Hey, Door Bumper Clear fans, this is Mike Davis with Dirty Mo Media, and I want to give you five reasons why RacingUSA.com is our favorite store for NASCAR merchandise. First, NASCAR fans have rated RacingUSA.com Google's top source for NASCAR merchandise, so you can always buy with confidence. Second, RacingUSA.com automatically discounts every order in your cart, so you always get the best price. Third, RacingUSA.com guarantees the lowest pre-order prices so you do not have to shop around for a better price. Fourth, RacingUSA.com ships all in-stock orders the next business day, 
so you can get your order faster than anyone else in the industry. And fifth, RacingUSA.com has a wide selection of current season hats, apparel, die-cast, and novelties for the sport's most popular drivers. You can find products that are not available elsewhere, like the exclusive Door Bumper Clear, Justin Algar, autographed die-cast that sold out in less than two weeks. Fans, RacingUSA.com is Door Bumper Clear's choice for NASCAR merchandise, and we want it to be yours as well. So whenever you need a new hat, t-shirt, die-cast, helmet, or novelty to show your support for your favorite driver, we want you to shop at RacingUSA.com, where you are always somebody special. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on an episode of Door Bumper Clear. Oh, TJ's cool, and Freddie kisses. Hamlin's ass every chance he gets. AC's beautiful, but she never ever picks her up. But Briscoe forgot that he had brakes. Now the pasta's getting hot. gonna It's time for Reaction Theater. Chase Briscoe had to f*** up, which should have been a classic battle to the finish between the two best cars. Instead, we had someone totally undeserving back into the damn win. <laughs> Is that the end of his call? Yeah. Is he Apparently. talking shit about Denny? He did. Denny's great. And it showed. How about Denny? Denny looked like a million dollars at uh, 6 o'clock in the morning yesterday. <laughs> he looked pretty rough. Did you see him getting yeah. out of his boat? Probably because he hadn't been popped up on Instagram. He's got his jacket, his suit. How about this? I didn't know this, and maybe this has gone on forever, and I just didn't know it. But did you know they do like a winner's toast in the Speedway Club? Yes. At the end, like what time was that? It's a crown jewel race. I know, but like, what the hell time do they go up there? Like, oh yeah, it's a couple hours after. Yeah, because you do media thing, media center, all the way, and then you go up there. Who the hell is hanging around for that? Oh my god! I mean, it's Boyer. We're just slamming beers when we went up there. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, I'd love to go do it. It was fun, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Oh. Anything, any race that has a special, unique event like that afterwards, I think is pretty badass. Yeah. Ken took us to the Speedway Club for dinner. Ken did take us. I was a smart yeah. aleck and said it was Marcus Smith because Marcus Smith's. Is you're a ruining big, my segment. Stop. He's okay. a big <laughs> fan of our show. You're ruining. You're ruining it. Just chill. Did Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Just now say that Kevin Harvick doesn't know what he's doing anymore. All right, Cody Ware, calm down with the comments. I'm pretty sure (laughs) Kevin Harvick knows what he's doing. That's the wrong guy to piss off. I don't know who rolled that last one, but they need to kick his ass. <laughs> Holy cow, that guy's higher than a kite. <laughs> He's um, had a good here, Here's he's what had I found a good comical weekend. that Ricky was taking shots at Kevin. Do y'all know what who I didn't see this. What happened? Do y'all know who Ricky Stenhouse's manager is? <laughs> yes. Well, wait, first of all, it's what Kevin happened? Harvick Incorporated. <laughs> you don't MF your own manager. What happened on the track? Oh, yeah, I don't have no Anybody idea. know? Harvick hit the wall. Harvick blamed it on Ricky. He drove up beside a Ricky and was making some inappropriate gestures. Number one, you're number ones. Yeah, you're number one in my heart. And Ricky proceeded to say that Harvick can't drive anymore. He's just mad because he can't drive anymore. <laughs> hey, I, I, I don't know why the guy had to bring Cody Ware into it, but Cody, 
quiet night ends up top 20 again. Beat like, all three if of you us. just stop, like, just have a nice quiet night and you'll get good finishes. It beat all three of us. Yeah, that's a good run. For I mean, that's great for them. The six minute restart rule is ridiculous. Chase wrecked, had a flat, whatever, made it to pit road, come in, did some more work. Brad Kozowski was still under the six minute window, came in, had some more work, but you cannot say six minutes because they didn't make minimum speed when your first lap on a restart ends in a caution within the first 12 drivers nobody had a chance to hit minimum speed except the first 12 drivers it's ridiculous it's too much fireball i don't know if he's referring to us but we had yeah, we is. had ample opportunity to make minimum speed. yeah you we, had laps we chose not to we had four laps well, yeah. I know who drank for 600 miles. The last two <laughs> yeah. dollars. Hey, them laps fly by when you're drinking, man. <laughs> Those laps, none of them laps flew by on Sunday. I looked up at one point. I was like, oh, good. There's only 380 laps to go in this summer. Matt told Brad, he's like, hey, there's only 100. And he's like, wait a minute. That's 284. <laughs> he's like, sorry. I didn't mean to get you excited. <laughs> Door bumper clear. I'm here at the Indy 500 with 5G service. Just Jason. Just proving that we can have service at a racetrack. That is service that's pretty was cool. incredible. I had full service all day long at the Indy 500. 300,000 people there, and we could post and anything you know all day long. What's funny, when we go back to Indy with 10,000 people mm-hmm. there, we won't have service. Like I, don't, I won't understand it, I don't think. Well, I actually talked to Mike Davis about this after I blew up. Well, you're underformed already. And I went down there, and he was like, man, I can't post content from our suite. And I was like, welcome to what I about every week, mm-hmm. Mike. Like, we have this awesome experience going on, and we can't share it with the rest of the world because your phone don't work. But Indianapolis Motor Speedway, with a partnership with Verizon. I don't have Verizon, though, which is funny. So Yeah, but still, yeah. like, if the Verizon thing helps, yeah. um, I, I just think that it, it says it's possible. So, tracks, make it happen. Well, would you just look at how good the racing was at Charlotte Motor Speedway? Could you just imagine if we'd actually had the all-star race where it was supposed to be? At Charlotte? At home? Like it's always been? Until they decided to go all over the freaking place? I don't know how we fixed that problem, though. Because SMI's got the all-star date. They moved the Texas date to Dakota. They moved the all-star race to Texas to try to make it up. I just think that we need to have a meeting of the minds and everybody figure out the business side of this thing. And every track gets one date. We, we don't have many tracks that deserve two dates. Our, I mean, our crown jewel places do. I, I think, yeah, I think that Charlotte, I, nothing used to beat that all-star two weeks in Charlotte. I know the racing wasn't, this race was good. Phenomenal race. And the way the all-star race goes now, you could come up with a format that could put these guys with a 10-lap shootout at the end. I'm here for it. The racing was so bad at Charlotte that we started running the road course. The first few laps of the race. The Roval would not exist if every race at Charlotte was like it was for the Coke 600. But that also shows that this car, um, we've got to work some things out with it because the races we expected to be really good, some of them weren't quite as good. But some of the places we didn't, I wasn't sure on Charlotte. I'm sure on it now. I loved it. Loved the race. I thought it was awesome. And the only thing that would have made it better to me is to have the all-star race the weekend before on Saturday night. Yeah. I, unfortunately, I'm pretty sure I saw where there's ticket sales for the 2023 all-star race at Texas Motor Speedway. But, I mean, I don't think that can still change. I think I saw somebody make a comment on that. Like, there weren't – it wasn't set in stone until 
is to our date change at a certain point in time. But um, I hope so. Yeah, I mean, All Star Weeks in Charlotte, man. The the area just the atmosphere in the whole area for those those two weeks, man, is is phenomenal. I can't even imagine those dudes going for a million dollars right there at Texas. It was. I mean, uh, dude, they ran side by. I was trying to figure out which lanes were going to be good. I looked up at the front of the field. They were side by side for the lead for laps. And I'm like, well, that's screwing up my lane choice thing right here because I don't know what to pick yet. So um, great race. Would have loved to see him do a million there. Brett, TJ, Freddie, and, of course, the saint that keeps it all together, Casey. Hey, appreciate your time. We were at the ultimate experience. Just uh, can't believe how great the whole experience was with you guys. How real you were uh, in person and the amount of time that you spent with everybody. Just answering questions and just hanging out with us until it was time for you to go do your real job. And uh, I want to thank Mike Davis, Steve, and Stefan for the time that they spent with us, giving us a private tour of JR Motorsports where the downloads take place. And Matthew Dillner, just a great, great guy to hang out with. Anyway, appreciate it. And uh, don't forget the Columbia story. Thanks, and hope to see you guys again. <laughs> Son of a <laughs> That guy will never forget the Columbia story. You know, story. You've, you really screwed up by even mentioning that story in the beginning, because we've all got stories like the Columbia story, similar. Nah. Well, we might not have been. They're nothing like his Columbia story. But we've witnessed other stories very similar to that. On movies. No, 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 man. Dude, will you set that off week in Daytona? Don't tell me you haven't seen some. You were in a tabloid, okay? Just see. I didn't go to Panama City. I was not in the tabloid with you idiots. I wasn't there either. Okay, now I need to hear this story. We've both been to Daytona. Uh, We've both been to Daytona on the off week. Buy your tickets on DirtyMoMedia.com. The tabloid story almost got me fired, and I wasn't even there. I've never seen anything like that. (laughs) Tell me. Tell me. You've never been on any of them, have you? Tabloids? No. (laughs) (laughs) I got to tell this story. So my buddy, I'm not going to say his name. He lives in the state of Virginia. Okay. (laughs) He told his old lady that he was going to Daytona for a test session. Okay. Lots of current. Lots of current down there. That's what he was going to Florida for. Let's be clear. This is not your buddy from Virginia that everybody thinks it is. No, it's not Elias. It's not Elias Adler. Okay. So these guys were nowhere near Daytona Beach, Florida. They were in Panama City, Florida. And the tabloids get a hold of it, and they fabricate this big story, and they put it out. Well, guess what he does? He goes around to every food line and every gas station and every freaking grocery store in the entire county and buys up all the tabloids so his wife doesn't see the story. He had a lot of influence. He was sending people that worked for him out to clean stores. He was like, you guys go out and buy every one of those freaking tabloids because I was not in Panama City. I was in Daytona Beach, Florida. <laughs> so, yes, TJ, we do have similar stories, but they still don't match Freddie. Well, I didn't know what happened. Did his wife find out? <sighs> no, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big deal, and it, it did get, like, fixed. Like, it it was blown out of proportion. Um, I wasn't there on that trip either, thank God. <laughs> but we've... <laughs> Sounds listen, fun. Uh, listen, that off week in Daytona, man, like... <laughs> The off week leading into the July race of Daytona is you, arguably you know, one of my favorite weekends in the summer. You know, you, you you might not remember who was behind the whole Panama City idea. It was James Fitch. You guys should oh, come down yeah. here, come to my condo and yeah, party have for a great week. time. Yeah. And I was like, Elliot, I can't go. Like, I got too much work to do. And thank God I didn't go. Listen, 
That all week blown out of proportion. Most, most good stories start with James Finch. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, guys? My Xfinity more than fast moment is going to go to Jason Schultz for uh, cracking open that first beer at 6.30 in the morning on 500 day. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of good content, Jason. Keep it up. I would give you credit, mm-hmm. except for the fact that I know that was probably the only beer you drank that day. Yeah, yeah. but we drank one at six thirty. We probably finished drinking them at like eleven thirty night before, so you know it was a good, uh, yeah, good. I'd uh, give you uh, credit too. Recovery. If you actually put out the better content, Jason, did you go to the Beaver? No, we didn't go there. Why don't you go out? Did no you go one, out? No like, one was interested. And I was like, "Yeah, let's go." And then I was like, "All right." <laughs> Where'd you go? Anywhere good besides? We got a lot of good food places. Saint, I know like, Saint Elmo's. We hit a lot of good restaurants. That was good. Then what else is there? I don't even know where else we go there. Harry and Izzy's. No, we don't. We, we Saint Elmo's pretty much it. We went to Fogo that one night. Mm. My dad had a heart attack in the middle of dinner. And that was exciting. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing because his dad legitimately had a heart attack in room for his dinner. <laughs> We're in the middle of dinner. I'm like, I got text Brett. I'm like, hey, you got to cover this bill. I got to get out of here. <laughs> There's like a group of ten of us. I'm like, I got to go. Son of a. <laughs> Um, you were gonna buy, weren't you? <laughs> no, not that night. Uh, but there, I don't know where else we go there. I forget. Mug and bun. Mug and bun's good. Hey guys, this is uh, Jason Schultz. The uh, you, you remember me? The 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 Jason, marketing director, of media vice president of DBC, or whatever, <laughs> something like that. Uh, anyway, guys, just woke up. I'm in the still in the snake pit up here in Indianapolis. Uh, I think I had about 13 or 16 white claws last night, and chased them down with some natty light and i don't feel so good guys i just uh i woke up somebody put a beach towel over me and i was under a lawn chair and uh i don't think i'm gonna make it in um someone has uh, tattooed a couple of good year tires around my nipples and, and they keep coming by and twisting my nipples saying they're trying to tighten up the lug nut so uh, it hurts pretty bad and um guys um i'm just uh, sitting here waiting on my uber to get me back to north carolina so I won't be in today. Tell Brett he's in charge. Uh, hopefully, I'll, I'll see you next week. You realize how sunburnt Jason would be if he got left outside? Oh, oh God. He'd be like me. He looked like you. So I look Career. over at Brett. This is great. So middle of the Xfinity race, I look over, and it's 8,000 degrees outside. And the sun's beating on us. And Brett's got his sleeves rolled up. And I'm like, what in the hell are you doing? And he's, <laughs> ah, you know, I'm fine. So then we go to Ken's dinner at the Speedway Club there, and I sit next to Brett, and I'm just, his right arm is five shades darker than his left arm. It was bright red. <laughs> it was as Not red as it could possibly be. It was bright red. I'm like, that was a good idea, rolling your sleeves up, dumbass. Nice work. <laughs> I love that it some tracks hot. take, like, amazing care of us, and some act like we don't even exist. And I'm up there, and I run out of water. It's hot as 40 hills. And I'm texting people in suites going, will you please bring me water? I'm about to die. Some of the tracks, some of the tracks are awesome. Give us coolers of water, and some don't care. One time, I one time we had a party, and I went down to the pool the next morning. It was like lunchtime, and I had to wake Ben Gable up, and he had been laying in there with no shirt on. Oh, uh, so bad, dude! I felt so bad for John, him. He was literally the color of your phone case. My Ooh. brother's got the worst sunburn story ever. He passed out, blacked out on the beach in Georgia, face down, Columbia. The no. Georgia, and he passed out face down and sunburned, like second degree sunburn, the bottom of his feet. How does that work? Oh, that's fun to walk. He's also the only human being I've ever known to personally throw up in the ocean. There's an entire world around us, but let's go in the ocean because we're hungover we're, to throw we're, up. We're, we're just, there's four of us. It was me, you, Doug, and John. Yeah. So like we're out there just kind of floating just in the ocean, hungover as fuck. And John all of a sudden like just goes like. 
drifting off by himself like a quarter mile to our left. And I'm like, what the hell is he doing? So now he's behind me. I can't see him. And Brett's like, John's puking in the f***ing ocean. <laughs> he's in shoulder deep water puking. Kids like, swimming, sharks. Puking. He's puking, and it's like eye level with him. Like it's it's right here. He's close to ending it. Like what an idiot. God, man. All right. On that note, oh boy. to leave an audio message twenty four seven, go to anchor.fm slash clear. You'll see the message icon. Jason will keep picking the best ones and play them on the show. Offer pad question of the week. Time for the offer pack question of the week. If you could move into one of your friend's homes, which friend would it be and why? All of you will probably say Denny. Yeah, I'm going to Denny's <laughs> house. I say it all the time. I'm going to move in there and see how long it takes him to find me. It's only like 13,000 square feet or something. Honestly, I could it's live in it. It's 30,000 square 30, feet. I could live in the, just the basketball court area and that would be uh, bigger mean, I, than my house. I'd hope so. I mean, Jesus, she could live in his closet probably and be fine. It's 30,000 square feet. It looks like a Hampton Inn sitting on top of that hill. I think so. The funny thing, you know, talking about moving, uh, for some odd reason, Claudia, Brett's wife, is trying to get me to move closer to Brett. I don't think she really wants to sign up for that. I don't. She, don't, she, uh, <laughs> she just knows we're going to move in together. That's why I'm going to move out. I'm going to move in with you. I got to go with my buddy, Scott Joy. He lives in Myrtle's Inlet, South oh, Carolina. Is that the one with the, like the tiki bar? Yeah, he, he lives in Myrtle's Inlet, South Carolina, and he's got the prettiest view of the inlet, um, Myrtle's Inlet there, overlooking the Atlantic, and man, it's just gorgeous. That's that's where I want to go. We got to go there. When we go next week, we got to go see him. I love You guys are going weeks. next week? Two weeks? Whenever the off weekend is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to Myrtle Beach. Can we, we do like go. an off-location trip, DBC trip? Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach. DJ. I think I'm going to go with uh, a buddy of mine. Uh, his name's Chris Barrant. I don't know if you know him. He used like to I be. <clears throat> he was in the X Games. First got to do a backflip on a snowmobile. He's got a... Um, oh, so he's an idiot. <laughs> He probably was, yeah. Um, he's got a great-looking place out in the middle of nowhere with uh, lots of snowmobile trail riding area. It just looks really the, the What scenery, state are we in? Uh, man. He doesn't know where moving, he lives. We don't know where the <laughs> moving to. I want to see where his, where his adventure deal is. Well, Let me I'm, see I'm where assuming we can't buy it if we don't know where it's at. No, you don't. Well... Let's see. We ride snowmobiles, so it's got to be somewhere warm. It's 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 Daytona. <laughs> it's um, definitely Florida. Maybe South Texas. Phoenix, maybe. Freddie, where are you moving to? Did you say? Um, no, I didn't say. I don't know. The Denny's house. Yeah, Denny's house. Yeah, I'll go to Denny's. Yeah, I don't want to live on Lake Norman. Too I busy. do. I, I want to live somewhere else. I like it. I'll take. You know where I'll go? I'll go to damn. Uh, Dip- house on the ozarks that i like that place like, oh i don't that that's where i threw up i don't want to go back here so a friend of ours is a driver a well-accomplished driver that may have driven for everham red bull and hendrick um, he went to the ozarks for a week he spent one night and bought himself a commercial plane ticket home the next day and left he said this place you guys can have it i'm leaving and he left and his own private jet was sitting there but he flew commercial home and flew commercial to the next race and all his buddies took his plane there so the ozarks is rough on a man's liver ain't it tj just ridiculous it's terrible i we i thank god we only went for what we were only there for like two or three days thank osage god. beach is rough on a man 
It's Colorado, by the way. But uh, yeah, the uh, the Lake of the Ozarks. First of all, it's not a freaking lake. It's rough when you get up in the middle. <laughs> it's a river. It is a freaking rough river. Clint's like, take these jet skis, go for a ride. Okay, well, you feel like you're jumping through the damn ocean out there. And then you, it doesn't sit well when you're, you know, dra- and then you get back. We get back to this house, and I'm like, we went back to Clint's and drank more, and then we went back to this house we were staying at, and I I couldn't take it anymore. I threw up over the railing. I, I you know, John threw up in the ocean. I think I, I think part okay. of it might have hit the Ozarks. But why um, are we talking about throwing up we this whole show? Oh, Go boy. get a cash offer on your home today with our presenting sponsor, OfferPad.com. It's time for us to get into our favorite Xfinity X-Fi more than fast moments from the week. Whether you're behind the wheel or online, speed isn't the only thing you need. So I want to know what were your more than fast moments this week from Charlotte. Brett. My Xfinity X5 more than fast moment, Casey, is hands down Kyle Larson. I've never seen anybody go to the back as many times as he did and end up right back in the front. Uh, it was crazy. Like, he would get a penalty. He would do something crazy. He would hit the wall, and it didn't matter. Next thing you know, with 10 to go, he's still up there leading the race, contending for the win right up until he got ready. And then he did it again last night at a sprint car race. Three, three pit road penalties, a spin, hit the wall, on fire. Credit to Cliff Daniels. Uh, he had the best motivational speech <laughs> about halfway through that race I've ever heard. But uh, my Xfinity X5 more than fast moment has to go to somebody in the Xfinity race, which was Noah Gregson. You know, you hear, like, so one thing that we, like, that happens to us on a weekly basis is you'll hear the sound of an ch- engine pitch change when that somebody dropped a cylinder or had some kind of issue. So I noticed it when he was running up front still. I think he was, like, running second or third. I'm like, oh, damn, the nine just dropped a cylinder. I was like, his day's done. He went to the back, and, he, you know, he had pit, went to the back, and he was hanging out back there. And next thing you know, he figured out what the hell he was doing with that seven cylinders and just started hauling ass through the corner and keeping that thing wound up. So my Xfinity X5 more than the fast moment has to go to Noah Gregson. Top five finish on seven cylinders. Impressive. Yeah, that's a... Noah sets a good example right there for your day is not over. Even in Xfinity race, you would think your day is over at that point. No, it's not over. Uh, so that's a really good choice. My um, Xfinity X5 moment is going to go to... Uh, Freddie's car for hitting me again. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. My, uh, my Xfinity X5 more than fast moment. You know, uh, it's got to be Denny to me. Surviving that race, being in the right position again. Denny shows why he's in contention at the end of a lot of races, like I talked about, because, okay, I've got a fifth place car and now I'm going to run fifth. Well, guess what? The top four just wrecked and guess who's leading? So, and he got to enjoy a late toast in the Speedway Club. So uh, it's hard not to give it to, you know, Denny for using, this is the veteran coming out in him. He's going to point, he's going to chip his way back in this and he's absolutely 100% a championship contender. I thought he made a very big mistake on the last restart by letting Kyle get to his right rear quarter panel. That's like, like we always talk about spotting, like protect your right rear. And Kyle was behind him on the restart and got clear because Ross had a bunch of damage. And, and and he drove right to Denny's quarter, and I'm like, oh, man, I think he just lost the race right here. But he f- fought back on the bottom. Kyle got loose yeah. and wanted to come in the, the checker. Same thing. But like, I was like, oh, no, he might have just screwed up right here. 
Here on Door Bumper Clear, being more than fast is a way of life. Thankfully, there's plenty of weekly action for our Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. Man, you know what else is more than fast? Xfinity X5. With the speed for all your devices, you also get the reliability and security that keeps your crew connected and protected. With Xfinity X5, you can do more of what you love with faster internet and a powerful and secure connection. Follow at Xfinity Racing on Twitter for even more Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. And Casey, don't forget to vote for your favorite. You got it. Thank you to Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. What an idiot, man. Let's move on to what an idiot. Brett, who's this week's one idiot? Man, I hate to do this to my boy. You're going to do it again? I hate to do this to my oh. team. Jeb Burton certainly deserves every honorable mention that there could possibly be out there for his Twitter this past week. But I have to give it to 2311. You can't. I mean, you look at the race. Harrison Burton was eight tenths off pretty much for the entire race, and he finished 11th, right? Bubba Wallace would have had, had a chance to win the Coke 600 had he executed the end of that stage and met minimum speed. So I hate to give it to the 2311 guys. But, man, they uh, they deserve it. They screwed Bubba. And Bubba screwed himself. But they they took themselves out of out of a 600-mile race just by not executing. That sucks. We, we definitely deserve it. Um, my one idiot has to go to whoever thought it was a good idea to schedule a 7 o'clock practice on Saturday night. Like, I mean, not for nothing, but we only have one off weekend. And now here we are at home where you can spend some time with your family and – there's no reason, I think, that we couldn't have practiced at 10 or 11 o'clock Saturday morning and been done with the Xfinity race at whatever time it was, 3.30, 4 o'clock, and you've got all of Saturday night to go home and spend time with your family and or go to the local NASCAR short track, Bowman Gray Stadium, which a lot of people normally do on this weekend, which you, you, you eliminated that option by running this practice at 7 and qualifying at 8 or whatever time it was. Uh, so I didn't understand that scheduling at all. Like, it just it didn't make a lot of sense to me. There was... You know, ample opportunity for us to practice, uh, run a twenty-minute practice, and and whatever, uh, or forty minutes, I guess, when you consider both rounds. But yeah, I, I I didn't understand that being at home and and having to run. We we ended the Xfinity race at three o'clock, three thirty, probably. Oh yeah, for and, sure. And then had to sit around for four hours, three and a half hours, waiting for a a, a twenty-minute practice, essentially. TJ, who there's a lot to pick from this week. <laughs> um. You know, Freddie for wrecking the dog food out of me. Um, <laughs> dog food. <laughs> there's, uh, I mean, that was a, come on. I know it wasn't your fault, but, um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to give it to Brett. All right. I'll take it. Because you know what I'm going to bring up. I do. I'm going to show you this as you bring it up. Yep. That's exactly it. <laughs> what um, is it? I know what you're, I know what else you're pointing at right there, but. You thank the wrong guy on Twitter. <laughs> and, um, you know, that's a uh, guy does something nice for everybody. We all get to have a nice dinner since we're not at home with our families. Freddie wanted to be out there tanning the chesticles on the boat or whatever he was going to do. Um, <laughs> chesticles? <What>? My chesticles. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I got to give it to Brett for tweeting out false information and uh, – yeah, tell so, us. So, Brett, so believe it or not, I'm gonna, I know this is going to be hard for people to understand. Brett 
was being a wise ass. <laughs> I know the that. first I know, time I know was. <laughs> And Ken was nice enough to buy us lunch, uh, dinner, whatever you want to call it. And I'm talking everybody, what, 40, 40 spotters, 40 spotters $3, at the Speedway Club. Yeah, uh, big deal. And, and Brett said, I think it would be funny if we just tweet out a picture of all 40 of us idiots sitting here and say, thanks, Marcus, for lunch. So Brett was being a little facetious. Just and, getting, trying to get a look. Yes, and, I know that. And, no, I'm not trying to get a look. Oh, well, it wasn't about me at all, I promise. Well, he was being himself. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, you know, what Brett says, I'm not trying to be a but... Listen, <laughs> one thing, uh, the Speedway Club, next time, please, 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 please have the guy shrimp. Two, two things. Have the guy shrimp cocktail and please. don't throw the guy out of the Speedway Club immediately after he finishes the dessert. Please have the guy shrimp. <laughs> There's people trying to eat their dessert on the way out because as soon as they were like, okay, you guys got to go. Get out. You, so your time you only spent $3,000. Get out of here. <laughs> Why were you kicked out? Time limit. Uh, time limit, I guess. I don't yeah, know what happened. Was it the F1 race? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were like, hey, this is vastly advertised distance. You got to get the hell out of here. I knew when I read it, but I just thought it was funny. And I, I'm not, I'm really not going to try to miss a chance to call Brett an idiot. Oh, I, yeah. I appreciate <laughs> it. I deserve it. <laughs> oh, you wrecked the dog food out of Twitter. Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie... The best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like, I like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's leave a message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Let's move on to DVC picks because I finally hey. won another one. Thank you, Kyle Larson. If you just pick Kyle Larson every week like you have the last couple weeks, maybe Please you'll win a couple Please do it weeks. again in Chad's Midget this week. Thank you. Brett and TJ are, or Brett and Jason are tied for the lead with four wins. Freddie has three, and then TJ and myself have two. Let's make picks for Gateway. Brett. Man, I've almost run out of all my horses here. How many races do we have left? I think Do that was 15, I want to say. Wow. We reset for the playoffs. Yes. Right? Complete reset. So I get to pick first, but I don't have anybody worth a crap left. <laughs> so that's awesome. Um, I'm going to swing for the fence. Because it's a track that nobody really has any experience at, obviously in these cars, nobody does, but I'm going to go with Kyle Busch. Maybe that's who I was going to pick, but... <laughs> I'll go Chase Briscoe. That's that was my second guy I was looking at. But Ford scares me right now. Ready. I will take Christopher Bell. EJ? William Byron. He let me down last week. So it's a rebound right Welcome to the story of my life with picks, dude. <laughs> I am hoping. 
2311 can redeem themselves, then I'm going to pick Bubba. Bubba Wallace. Let's go. Bubba's going to win there. He, yeah, race. I know. That's why I picked him. All right. Well, moving on to Gateway, what do you guys think you can expect from the race this weekend? I know you probably don't have much to go off of. A lot since. of heat. <laughs> oh, my God. It's probably going to be hot. What's the temperature? I don't even want to know. Sit. I was scared to look. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Please. the track at? What's the, what, like, what city is the track? Uh, hey, Siri. St. What's the weather going to be Illinois. like in St. Louis? It's in Illinois. It is going to be hot. It's 88 today in East St. Louis. That's actually, I think, where the racetrack's at. It's not going to be bad, guys. It's, it's only going to be in the St. Louis. 82. I'll tell you, 80s. It's right across the river. <laughs> it's in Illinois. You leave, uh, you leave St. Louis across the river. It's right there on the left. It is. It's going to be Tough 82 shot. on Sunday, so not hot. Not terrible. What about uh, Saturday? 82. It's, be uh, it's not terrible. That's nice. Trucks so, are there. Not having a lot to go off of as far as research goes when you guys prepare for this race. What's your team doing to get ready? Sim, 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 yeah. sim, sim. <clears throat> Most sim, of these sim, drivers, sim. believe it or not, are probably run gateway by a handful of times in lower series. Like so it's not a new driver seem to. I was looking up results like Bell, Reddick, Briscoe. Having seen the facility, turn one looks sketch. Other than that, I think mm-hmm. these guys will die. So quickly. turn one is one of those corners where you don't run the bottom because it's such a tight corner. And uh, so you got to run up and kind of diamond it, but it leaves the bottom open. But if you run down low, you can't make the exit. So we've uh, we've had limited practice at a lot of places this weekend. We're going. We got 50, 50 minutes, 50 minutes instead of 20 minutes. Uh, when we went to Charlotte this past weekend to race, nobody had run more than 30 laps going into the Coke 600, 30 consecutive laps, which is why we saw those left rear tire issues. So, Jason, I, I, I circled a few tracks on the schedule that I thought we kind of knew what was going to happen. Um, and we kind of did, right? Texas was one of them. Phoenix was one of them. Um, I go into Gateway having no idea what's going to happen. And, and, and not knowing what's going to happen has produced a lot of good racing at places like Fontana, like Coke 600 this past weekend at Charlotte. So I'm very curious as to what happens. But I, the unknowns are usually a good thing. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a – it's been a good racetrack for racing. I think it's going to be – one thing that I'm worried about is – maybe Freddie remembers this – is if we have green flag pit stops, the access road in three and four is kind of by itself, and there's dirt – grass between it and the apron actually there's no apron in three and four really. so you're basically up I, against I, i've never been there so I don't know. <clears throat> so there's turn three and four is right up against the grass basically there's no apron pit road it's like homestead about you know how if you're where else uh you used what track used to have that the deal where if you got on pit road to you slid through the grass back up onto the track homestead had that okay so it's like homestead then yeah you're right if you get on there hot which these guys probably don't have a ton of experience doing green flag pit stops at gateway I don't know if any of them do really. Could be interesting. So we saw no green flag cycles during the Coke Six Hundred. <clears throat> Got close. No cycles. I'll tell you what. We were firing tires on that thing early in the race. Like, oh yeah, uh, I was like every fifteen laps it seemed like the booty's like. Uh, eventually, I'm gonna have to leave you out because we cannot just continue to put tires on every fifteen. Well, we laps. probably would have put more on if you weren't gonna dog food us. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, I'm excited. Listen, the city of St. Louis is pumped to get a Cup race. And, and I think that's what's cool about going to new markets yeah. is you literally excite the entire area and the people in the area. They're going to come even if they're not big race fans just because it's going to be the place to be in St. Louis on that weekend. Does so, this give I love Iowa it. 
Nashville Fairgrounds hope? I, I think the Fairgrounds has hope. Obviously, Dale Jr. and Marcus Smith are heavily involved in that one, and Iowa is owned by NASCAR. There, there's what, no reason the Cup Series should not go to Iowa that's one what I time. I was wondering. One time. Every, even if you go once good, and close it. There's been great races there. It's multi-groove, bumpy racetrack. We've well, got be three racetracks sitting empty right now. Kentucky, Chicagoland, and Iowa. And of those three, I would pick Iowa every single time. I love Des Moines. I love the state of Iowa. It's funny. I really thought you were a Kentucky type guy. Nah. Big Kentucky guy. Nah. Yeah, I thought you were really, you really love that track. I love Kentucky. I love bourbon. I wish they would blow that racetrack up <laughs> with dynamite <laughs> or F-16s. All right. You can watch DBC on TV, MAV TV, 7 p.m. Eastern this week. And then full version can be found on MAV TV Plus. Check out Dirty Mail Media. We post a lot of YouTube videos from the show too early in the week. You sound super excited, I know. Jason. I am excited because I think the broadcast is awesome on Mav TV and I watched it on Mav TV Plus and it looks pretty solid. So. What does Mav TV broadcast? Promote across and power. I midgets. love Mav TV. I watch it all the time. 402 on my TV. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. You guys want to come to my house and watch this week? TJ, sure. since you stood me up last time. Uh, what was I doing last time? No. Uh, not texting yeah. me back that you weren't coming. I didn't know I had to. <laughs> I will not be there this week because I'm going with Chad to Indiana Midget Week. Indiana Midget so Week. So if you are there, be sure to say hi. But next week, we can have a watch party and I'll bring Chloe. This used to be one of Chad's favorite uh, weeks of the year. to clean up the mess that you bring. We appreciate <laughs> you guys listening this week. And we out. Word. Have a great week. Thanks for watching and listening. Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.